What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kerlihan, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, bit of a daft question, mate, but how you doing? I same as you sound, to be yep. honest, mate. I um, it's not been a good, it's not been a good week. Um, certainly not been a good day. No, definitely not, definitely not, and that's what we are going to be discussing tonight. The the, the game today, which resulted in um, a one 0 defeat to Celtic, so we'll be discussing all of that, all of that tonight, and getting off a bit of frustration. I think Keith, it's been a horrible, horrible few days being a being a Rangers fan, and just everything that on the park today. You know, the effort, the tactics, the management, just <coughs> wild, absolutely, absolutely wild, and just. Bizarre at some points as well, which is what we'll what we'll discuss. Yeah, aye, a lot to get into uh, today, and like you say, some some other stuff that's not just about the day. Yeah, I think it's not just about today; it's a bigger picture as well, isn't it? About aye. you know how we've been playing, you know the tactics we've been playing, the signings, you know, just everything, and it just doesn't seem like it's doesn't seem like it's it's working um, at all. Because um, this was the ideal opportunity to play a to play a Celtic team who had, you know, most of the defence missing um, today. So it was an ideal opportunity to play them. Plus, they aren't they haven't been playing very well either. You know, when you're at your own home park in front of a hundred percent Rangers, all your fans in there. Um, it's a it's a sore one today. Was a today is definitely. Just a missed opportunity, and I think it leads to bigger questions now, doesn't it? Aye, aye. I think, um, <clears throat> as, as you rightly say, uh, missed opportunity, and, and it was a very big opportunity um, against a, a very poor. I mean, for me, the most over the first first overriding thing is <clears throat> it was a dreadful game. Mm-hmm. Two really poor teams that looked low on confidence. It was just. A garbage game. So <clears throat> they they were one hundred percent there for the taking. We said that before the game. That's exactly how it panned out. They looked ropey at the back. They didn't cause us a huge amount of problems apart from when we caused our own problems. Um, I they, it was not a good quality game of football. There was very little quality in it. So if we'd shown up, we we could have and should have uh, got a got a win at least. Whether it was going to be pretty or comfortable is uh, is another matter. But um, aye, it was exactly as we predicted. They were poor. They were there. We just happened to be poorer. It, that, it was a race to the bottom, uh, is what it felt like today. Uh, and one of those ones you don't want to win, and sadly we we won it. Yeah, it was. It probably is like you were saying there, Keith. It's probably one of the poorest old forum games I think I've seen. Um, oh, aye. You know, in terms of on the park, it was. You could tell that both teams were absolutely short of confidence, and you could see that. Um, as well, the ball was like a hot potato at times. Um, oh, aye, that's crazy, bouncing yeah. about, yeah, yeah. And it just, I, it just got from bad to worse. So let's have a let's have a look at the team then. So I'll go over the team and then we can obviously discuss in a bit more detail. So we lined up today with Butland in the goals, um, back four of them: Tavernier, Goldson, Sutter, and Sterling coming in at left back. Um, midfield three of Raskin, Jack, and Cantwell, and then Roof coming in. And Dessers and Matondo. Now, me and you were me and you were with each other before the game, 
Um, and then the team came out. Keith, was there anything that was, you know, what did you, what was your first impressions of the team? Were you quite happy with it, or was a was there anything? The thing that sort of picked out glare to me was there wasn't a left-footed player in our team at all, <laughs> which was which which was one of the things that I thought there was a bit, you know, asking studied, uh, Sterling, sorry to to play out there, and he's done it. Obviously, he's done it a couple of times, but. Yeah, obviously respecting Matondo, you know, he can cut inside. He prefers playing on the left and cut inside. But in terms of you, what did you what, what was your first thoughts of the team? Um mostly as I expected. Um pretty happy with it. Like you say, one or two tweaks. I, I was a wee bit worried about um Sterling going up against uh Abada, who's one of their better players and a tricky winger. Um I, I thought Sterling was probably the only guy that won his duel, if I'm honest. I thought the kid did well at a position. Um, yeah. And, you know, was his, his second start, first meaningful start. It's out of position, it's in the big game. and So all of the context, I, I thought he did well. Didn't look the most comfortable going forward, uh, but we knew that. Um, but I thought, no, I thought the kid did well. And uh, as I say, probably the only one for me that won his, won his personal individual battle. Um, the rest of the team, I thought... Was, was as expected. I was kind of hoping for like a, maybe Danilo in, in, instead of Dessers, but I, I, I thought the, the Dessers pick was, was predictable. I mean, that, yeah. that was always what he was going to do. Um, but uh, it was good to good to see Ruth in. Um, I thought midfield, I thought it sounded like a 4-3-3. I thought, right, good, let's let's be a bit attacking. Let's match them up in the middle. You know, you just say to you say to Jack, go and sit in O'Reilly, who's going to be the furthest forward. Where he goes, you go. Rask, I say to Cantwell, go and sit on uh, McGregor and stop him playing like he did when we beat them 3-0. And then you take, if it's Raskin v, um, what's the other boy, Turnbull, you, you would you would take, put your money on Raskin any day of the week. You'd be happy yeah. with that. You'd be like, he, he's going to win that, Joe, more, more than he's not, especially because Turnbull doesn't do a lot defensively. So I thought we should be winning the middle of the park. Um, and they're, they're, what encouraged me as much as your team was was their team, you know, their defence, and they looked like they were going to they were going to give up chances and that we could get at them. And I think it kind of proved that uh, they, yeah. they did look a bit ropey, but we just were utterly utterly toothless. Um, so I, I mean, when I seen the team, I, I would maybe done a couple of wee tweaks, but overall, I was I was quite positive when I seen both both lineups. I thought if we go at them. And that, that's the key point, is if we get the tactics right here, we should be coming away with a win. What yeah. about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm similar. When I seen the team, I thought, okay, that's that's I can I can understand where he's coming in. I was happy that I could see like Ruth coming in and I could see Matondo starting and I was like, Oh, he might be playing he might be playing with wingers here. You know, we were playing Ruth a bit further out wide and playing Matondo out wide, but Aye. And Ruth did that during fifty five and whatever, you know, yeah. we, we we did the Ruth Alfie Kent sort of thing a few times and yep. you know Ruth, Ruth was up there uh, out in that right so that was kind of what I was hoping to see to be honest yeah yeah I was the same when I seen it and I was like oh, this looks interesting he's sort of hopefully he's trying to ditch this narrow way of playing but unfortunately that wasn't that wasn't the case um, and obviously we started well you know we got that got a ball on the back of the net within the first minute and then obviously get chopped off or offside which is probably the the right call in that one, and it was a good start, Keith. And then you're like, right, let's just go from this. But after that, they sat back and tried to do this counter attack, which was, first of all, that's something that you do when you're away from home, playing someone. Know when you're at home, playing with a hundred percent of your your own fans there against a struggling Celtic team. 
we let them come into it in the space that McGregor had, particularly McGregor in that middle of the park, for the you know after our goal, maybe for you know for, for a large majority of the set of the first half was was so bad. It was it was unreal the amount of space that he had. He could have just he could have walked through the, the team and the amount of times that he did walk through and get up to the park and it was attacking again. It was fucking mental. It was wild. I just couldn't understand why. Bill was letting them just telling us. I, I seen him a couple of times doing it because I was sitting in the enclosure today. I wasn't sitting in my usual seat, and you could actually, you actually seen him. You know, with his hand movements, telling them to come back and sit, rather than telling them to go forward. Because if we, really? we, yep, if we went for them, you know, you see what we were like when we pressed them. You know, we got the we we, we got the goal that should never have been called off, which we'll discuss in a minute. But oh, yeah. we pressed them. <clears throat> we, we we had them. And we just didn't do it. I, I did. I did notice. I, I didn't notice Bill instructing it, which is 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 a is a different level of worry. But I felt sorry for the for the forwards, pretty much all of them, because like more so, Ruth was doing it more so than others, and he was he was screaming and being like, like "Come on!" But there was a, a few times where the front three pressed not too bad, but it's three on six because you get the back yeah. four. You've got Callum McGregor, and then you've got the goalie. Oyram can take body feet. It's three on six. They pass around them. And then, where was our midfield? About 40, 50 yards away. Yeah. Sitting, sitting, talking to, sitting on top of Conor Goldson. Sitting, you know, you're like, and the forwards are pressing. But the whole thing about pressing is you go, as a team, you don't you don't go to win the ball in the first guy. You put the first guy under pressure, so he rushes his pass. Then you put the second guy under pressure, so he rushes his pass. And it accumulates, and before you know it, the ball's out for a throw-in, or you nick it after the third guy, or whatever, or you force him to hump it long, where it's it's much lower percentage. It's about, it's about that. It's about phases. It's about going at it. And we go and do it all right in the first phase, maybe. right. Sometimes it was one guy, and that was brutal, and it wasn't good. But sometimes even when we did get it right with the front three, there, there was nothing. There was there was nothing. The midfield was so far away, so deep. The gap was noticeable. It was massive. The gap between the mid and the front, um, and I, I couldn't I couldn't understand it because I thought, as I just outlined, our midfield three versus a midfield three, oh, this is perfect. This lines yeah. up. We know that Campbell can can get McGregor out of the game. We done it the last time. Do you know what I mean? Like Jack against O'Reilly, well, it's 50-50. O'Reilly might get a wee, might get away here and there, but Jack should be able to handle that. Same with Askin and, and Turnbull. We should have been on top of them, as you say. Go, go, go hell for leather. Go and put them under pressure. Because when we did, they, how often did, I mean, we mentioned it being scrappy. How many times did they just pass the ball at the park? Because we yep. put them under a wee bit of pressure. They're not in a good moment and we get the ball back. It was it was there. Never mind, you know, the, the example we're going to come on and talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about that midfield, as, like you said, Keith, for Askin and Campbell. For me this season, they, they two have seen me taking a backward steps this season. 100%, um, aye. And, and is that based on the tactics that they're playing, what the managers instruct them to do? Um, and they're because last season, they were playing with this wide for me, when we were playing wide, and the two of them were brilliant. They've definitely went backwards in, in this. 100%. Is that, and is, this, is that Bill's fault, or is it their fault? They're not playing well. You know, it's, it's a massive concern, considering how well they two started for us, and they two are... A, Arguably our two our two best players, main players in there, um, as well as I, a real worry. I I I'd say Campwell is definitely our main man, I, I would say. Um so when he has a bad day like he did the day, it's a massive impact. He's had some good games this season, I would say. Campwell's looked good at times. So he's, he's definitely not not as good and he's went backwards. 
Um, but he's had good games. Raskin has had one good half this season, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, he's, he's like a shadow of the player he was last year. Um, and even then, some people were still, still weren't massively convinced. He's, you know, he, he, had, he had moments of uh, a, a sloppiness or stupidity or just being young and immature and, and experienced at times last season, which is fine. You know, you, you kinda, you, you'll take that with a guy his age and his potential. But this season, he's, he's looked like, I, I don't know, man, you're, you're at the point where actually if you're picking that team again today, or you're playing again tomorrow, you're probably like, I'm expecting to see Lundstrom in there. And who would have thought you'd have said that? You know, because yeah. Lonnie's been up and down to say the to say the very least. But you wouldn't be comfortable picking Sifuentes. You wouldn't be comfortable picking Raskin either. Did he find a Rangers jersey today? Because again, it was a struggle, man. The use yeah. of the ball, the same as PSV. Use of the ball was atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, and like we mentioned, um, talking about the PSV game there, the number of positions that Cantwell's had to play this season, um, as well as been asked to play everywhere. Um, uh-huh. Again, and this is his best position is in the middle of the park, I think, alongside, you know, Jack and Raskin. I think that's our best midfield, but he is getting asked to play a lot. There is a lot of pressure on him, but he, he should be. Last season, he was thriving in that pressure, and it just doesn't seem like, you know, this season it's. You know what's happened with it again is this is it the way that we are playing the tact the way that Bill wants us to play with a sort of narrow, you know, formation that is just it, there's no helping us at all. Um I I, I don't think um like I said, I think the, the, the full backs in the hold done a decent job of nullifying their two wingers. Um they didn't really cause much. Even Tav it made I get by him a couple of times, but I thought Tav's defensive work was okay ish in the first half particularly. It was just him bombing forward. It's just he's passing was erratic. Everything was just it's just oh, I'm just so frustrated about today and I'm angry about today, Keith. I'm really angry um about it. But let's let's we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. So just going into that then as well, we obviously like I mentioned there, we had a we had another we had the ball in the back of the net again, um, which get which get chopped off um for an apparent foul that Dessel's done on is it Lagerback? I think that's how you say it. And when you see that, even when you've seen it in the in the game, you know, from where I was sitting, I was sitting in the East Enclosure today. Um, I seen absolutely nothing wrong with it from there. And then when passes, Dessers run through. Thought he was going to shoot, but he passes it back to Ruth and Ruth slots it away. Great goal, one nothing up. Great, great timing to score it as well. And then the next thing you see is old VR coming up, and I think uh, the referee shot himself. From this decision, um, as soon as he gets asked to have a look at it, he's like, "Well, you've just made my job for me." And then when you see the replays, Keith Dessers actually doesn't touch him. Um, I think it's an absolute ridiculous decision, and I think it highlights the, you know, the the feelings of the refereeing in Scottish football again when you see a decision like that so costly in such a big game. No, I, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Don't think it was a free kick the first time. Haven't seen it back. I think, like you, the ref's been he, VR given an excuse to chop it off. He's been happy to take it. Um, we'll, we'll talk probably talk a wee bit about the officiating uh, later on. But um, I don't know if you've seen any of the Man United Arsenal game. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you see the penalty that Arsenal got that they yeah. went to VR and rolled it? It's the yes. exact same thing. The yes, defender exactly. standing there, 
uh, Havertz kicks the defender and goes down. It's not a dive, right? I, I don't think I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm very, very but think a wee bit uh, biased. But I, I don't think he dives. He's just running through players, and there's there's a, a con there's contact, and Havertz goes down. Ref gives a penalty, goes and looks at it at VAR, and he goes, actually, well, no, nah, the, the defender's just planted his leg, and Havertz has has brushed the defender, so it's no, and it's the exact same deal. Dessers plants his leg, the defender kicks him. Or, or whatever, brushes against them, not a huge amount, and then throws his cell down. It's the exact same deal, but it goes the other way. Why? Do you know what I mean? Like, but if, that, if that's the case, um, Arsenal should have a penalty because it's the exact same deal. And in fact, if that's the case, if that minimal contact is a foul, then we should have had a penalty when Maeda takes out Todd Cantwell later in the game. But again, we'll, yeah. probably, we'll, come, we'll come on to talk about that, that particular incident as well. But like for me, just... Not not a not a free a free kick at all. Dessel's just nicks in to get the ball. The defender touches him, kicks him, whatever you want to call it, and then throws himself down. Dessel's runs through, the rest is, is history as you outlined. We we go and score a, a good goal and it gets chopped off. And I, again, I make no excuses for where we are. We got what we deserved, all of that stuff. But goals change games and we don't know how the rest of the game would have played out. If we go and score, go one nil up. That gives the team a bit of confidence, a bit of energy that we seem to be lacking. Both of those, we don't know because what we do know is goals change football matches. That's that's fact. Um, so who who knows how the rest of the game would have went? Even though our performance to that point and in reality since that was tragic, and our response to it was was really poor as well. We didn't show yep. any sense of injustice. Sometimes when these things happen, you know, like teams get a, a ten minute boost where they're, they're all of a sudden the intensity ratchets up. We didn't, we didn't respond in the right way. We don't deserve any credit for any of that. All of that stuff's on us, 100%. But goals do change football matches, and it was ruled out incorrectly by, I, I, I don't know, I, incompetence. I, yep. think we're probably, I think we're being too nice by calling it that, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the blatant incompetency and um, just... just, just it's the media narrative. It's, yep. it, is, it is right, but it's the... As soon as that as soon as that happens, if I'm being as nice as I possibly can to Don Robertson, there's two things. There's his own incompetence, and then yep. there's the he he's got the he's now in a predicament of fuck. If I don't give this, every media, every Celtic fan, they're going to be you know trying to pile my windies in. Every you know Chris Sutton's going to be in the news telling everybody that you know I'm I'm biased, and that that's going through the guy's head at the very least. You know what I mean? You could. Some people are going to say he's an outright cheat, which you can debate, and I'm sure there's arguments and evidence for and against. Um, but best case scenario, he's got all that going on in his head. The tactics work. Yeah, yeah. Just the level of incompetence. I, I don't think him as a referee. He's not a very good referee anyway. We don't have a lot of good referees in Scotland. Not many. Um, his his officiating is absolutely shocking. He should be nowhere near an old forum game. And that's the point. I who yep. who picks these guys? Who who picks? Um, you know, like I I don't know. I felt I felt the whole the whole officiating team the day were was I anyway. Who who, who picks them? That's what I want to yep. know. Exactly. Yep. And then after that, like you said, Keith, we thought we would have again galvanised ourselves and sort of showed you know let's let's do this, but injustice. I aye, aye. yeah, just before just on fucking stroke at half time, ball gets put apart. Kyogo grabs it and fucking strikes it and it's in the back of the net. He had Kyogo, I heard, had nine touches of the ball today and one of them was putting the ball in the back of the net and it's just 
it was just such a, you know, it wasn't a shock because, again, their defensive frailties are everywhere. We've seen it again with, with Souter slipping in the first half and Buckingham making a great save in there as well. But the defensive frailties, just to switch off, you can't switch off in a game like this and it, and it, proved, it proved fatal. Aye, there was two things, like you say, switching off and also the how, how many times in our own half did we did we try to be too cute? And I think Goldson's trying to be too cute with the header. He's trying to retain possession or whatever. How many times did did we do that? Did Suter header it or do a pass or Goldson's get... There was one in the second half where there's a clearance and put it for a corner, put it for a shy, do whatever. But he tries to keep it in play and then just gaze it away because he's at a funny angle. And how many times have we got a clearance to make and we try to be too cute? We try to... I'll take it down to my chest or I'll pass it, I'll pass it or whatever. When that's not on... First yeah. thought, defend, and I think we make a run for a run back. There's a the, the headers trying to be too cute. It's pointless. It, it, it there's absolutely no need for it. And then, as you say, Suter switched off. The wee man's in behind. I, I was wondering if there was going to be a VR check. It looked it, it was it looked tight to me. And nobody was interested in that. So it must just have been my angle in the stadium. Um, credit where it's due. Good finish, as you say. He was ineffectual in the game. Apart from a goal that he pops up and wins it, he doesn't. Yep. You know what I mean? He's, he's not had a. He's not a great game, the wee man. But he's got that wee moment of quality that our guys just don't have. You know, he, he's he's alert. He gets that 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 chance out of nothing, and it's a tremendous finish. And we don't have. We, we've shown no signs of doing that ever this season. No, we don't. He's alert, and when we are, some of the sitters we miss. You're like, oh my god, man. The, the, the sitters we miss are as bad as the chances we get up at the other end. It's again, it's it's both boxes the same as it's been for two years. Yeah, yeah. So we get into the break, one nothing down, and then you're thinking, second half, he needs to change something. Obviously, Bill being Bill doesn't no change it. No, there's no. no chance. He, he, I don't think Bill's ever made. I don't think he's made a substitution at halftime yet since he's been the Rangers manager. Um, no, no particularly this season as well. So we come out, and then it's pretty much. Gun ho, they've got their backs to the wall, and we go for it. Make a couple of changes in there as well. We eventually bring on. I think. Can we just have a chat about Dessels and actually before we before we do anything? Um, again, seems to be struggling big time, and he seems to be um at the mercy of some of the boo boys in the stadium as well. Um, about him, but he just doesn't seem to be. I don't think he's a number nine. To be honest with you, he doesn't look like one. Um. In there either, and you know, I was I was amazed that he lasted longer than Ruth and Matondo when when the substitutions happened, and you could tell with the substitution happened Keith as well when he took off Matondo, and then the when when he took off Ruth, the the you know the jeers were in the stadium for him because obviously we need he's our best striker, and we're taking him off. It was just I I think this is sort of now you know the fans are sort of. Turning on, they've turned on Beetle now. I think, and then there's very difficult for him to get back in that as well, isn't there? Aye, I mean the the booze when when Ruth goes off, I, I think are more for Beetle than they're for yeah for anti Dessels or anything yeah. like that. It's just it's just frustration because like if if I'm if you're sitting here we're a, a bit more calm than you're in the stadium, Ruth just back. It's one of the games where you say to Ruth. You're on, I'll give you an hour, right? That's probably pre-arranged because his fitness and we we know what, what Ruth's fitness levels are like and how close he is to manager him and all that. So, did you think Ruth was going to last 97 minutes or 100 minutes or anything like that today? 
nobody would have said that before the game. You'd have thought, get an hour at him, hopefully he gets a goal or two and then you take him off. That would have always been the plan. So, you know, I don't think, I think if people are really sitting down and thinking about it, that would make sense. And Ruth, none, none of the front three had a good game. It wasn't, it wasn't affecting the game. It wasn't like he was bossing it and being amazing and creating all sorts of chances. And, you know, like we weren't playing well. Nobody was, so there was no real bad sub. Um, I think that. Every single one of them, apart from Jack Butland, and uh, you know, you, if you're eleven, ten subs, you probably would have. Um, so I, I, I don't think it. I think there was more to it than just that. I think it was just people don't like his team selections, they don't like his subs, they don't like the timing of the subs, and it just came to a head in that one moment where, you know, the frustration boiled over, and they were just letting Bill know, like, we we don't rate what you're doing, mate. We yeah. we don't we don't rate what you're doing. I, I think it was more that than than it was that exact sub in that exact moment but obviously people felt Ruth was had Ruth's one of those guys though that if, if a, a chance is going to fall you want it to fall to Ruth rather than Dessel so I absolutely get leaving him on I'm not saying that you know that was the right sub but I think it was more to it than just that that sub for me yeah. I, I think it yeah. was that overall frustration yeah yeah I get that but then eventually um, Dessel does come off um, for summer and then before that, Danilo and Lammers come on. Aye, and aye. Let's, I want to have a quick chat about about day two, who obviously have came in for a for a lot of money. Um, and first of all, Danilo, I don't think he hit a clean clean hit of the ball the whole time he was on the park. It seemed like everything he hit, he was he was he was playing with a you know a balloon. Um, the way he was kicking it, I thought his kicking was terrible. He just seemed. Totally at the picture, just I don't know if it's lack of match fitness or something like that, but he's a major worry for the amount of money that was spent on him. And then Lammers with that opportunity. Um, again, we crucified Sakala for his misses against Celtic. That's got to be up there beside that, I think, in terms of in terms of that miss that he had. And he'd done so well, you know, rounding the goalie, really, really nice control of it. And then he just, it's easy to miss it, and he missed it. I I think that that one's an interesting one because he's probably I, I don't know but I think we his his, te- his technique and his footwork he might be the only guy in our forwards that with such a short space such a short area is going to go in the goal area like that touch yeah. you know like most of the other forwards probably only quite doing that and keeping such control of it and then. He does that Lammers thing where he he's already he must already be known as the guy that misses sitters. I mean, how how many sitters has he missed? Um, bad ones like that. He's he's missed a fair few of them. Um, so, I I mean that, that's that's a bad rep to get into. Um, he he's getting fifteen minutes here, twenty minutes there. Maybe Bill's going. I don't really trust this guy. I I don't know. Um, Danilo's an interesting one. I think a bit more because. <clears throat> when he came on, he, he epitomised what I've seen a lot but for, for other players, but everything that he touched, to me, was exactly what you said. That's a lack of belief. See, when you're, when you're not striking it cleanly, when you're not... I mean, how many times... Lammers had a, had a couple of them as well, where they get a wee half chance and they get a shot away, and it's a pass back. It's never, it's never yeah. trouble you or me in goals. There's nothing on it, and it just, it just screamed lack of belief. And, and I felt that throughout the team throughout the day, but when Danilo came on, that was that, that was the that was the main thing I took away from his performance was lack of belief. So 
I, I don't know, man. It just looks to me like the, the kid needs confidence. Maybe that, that missing survey, he, he took that he took that quite hard. I don't know. Um, but since then, uh, his, his belief seems to have dropped because everything he touched, either when the technique was off, it was poor, or it was tame. Yeah. Yeah, you, you make a point there, Keith, that I want, to, I want to discuss with you, like you're saying about, you know, Bill not having faith in Lammers. This is, I mean, he's a Bill signing. You know what I mean? There's right. no one else involved in this signing other than Bill because Bill is the manager and director of football right now. <clears throat> he's the one that's making these decisions and who we sign. So if you if, if we think that he's not got faith in him, then this is this is more worrying than you know just just on the part because it seems like he doesn't have faith in Danilo, who you know like I said we spent all this money on, we were chasing him for ages. And ten million on the two, isn't it? Almost, yeah, yeah, and it's like nine and a half or whatever. That's almost two, 10 million on the two players. He kind of got started, and then also the worrying thing about today's game as well. Um, who was it? Who's the three players signed at the, in the in all those signings at the trend, uh, you know, just there at pre season? Only three of them started at the 11, and it was Butland, Sterling, and Dessers. Now, you can see that Sterling as well, if um, if, third choice, third choice, because if um. Bonner was fit, he was playing, or uh, Redvan, who just came back, who did come on, um, he'd have been playing. Bonner's an interesting one as well, because Bill said that he was fit um, in the press conferences on uh, Friday, yet he's nowhere to be seen. So I wonder if he's done his usual Bonner and shatty cell, or just says, you know, I'm no, I'm no fit, I'm no playing. But Bill did say he was fit, but that's another that's another story. Uh, I, well. I think that the, the Bonner one, I've, I've, I've seen a few folks saying that, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I felt last season and so far this season, if you take uh, the whole of last season and so far this season, I, I think Bonner's up there with our best players. Now, I'm not yeah. saying he's been great. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's an indictment of where we are. But I feel Bonner's been one of our best players for the past season and a bit. So, I mean, I, was... I, I'm, I'm not sure it was that. But maybe, maybe it was. Maybe they yeah. fans it after PSV. He, he has previous for that. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a different sort of thing that we, we maybe discuss in our time. But ah, yeah, yeah, it's like I said there. There was three three players at the at the eleven were um, new signings for this season. One has been the goalie, who's probably been the only signing that gets past marks out of this. Which we'll probably you know we'll probably do a pod on this later on. But like I say, the game finishes. The game finishes one nothing, and then the jeers through Ibrox were were telling, um, you know that. You know, it was, it was basically all throughout the, the second half, particularly a lot of jeers aimed at Bill, aimed at the team. You know, it was, and then again, the full time whistle went jeers, and then the players had the had the nerve, I think, <laughs> or the balls to say to do the to do a lap of honour, which get pretty much you know a clap to the fans, but they pretty much got told to fuck off by every section of the crowd. For what I could see when I was sitting there, um, as well, it was just. So frustrating, and the blame, Keith. Where does where does the blame lie in this? Does it blame the well? Obviously, Bill picks the team, he picks the tactics. A lot of these boys are all a lot of them. Like I said, he's, he's trying to do this big transformation, probably the biggest one that we've had in a number of years, and it's just no work. So I, for me, the blame firm, firmly lies with Bill, um, in there, and it's. It's a difficult. It's a difficult one now for him to try and turn this round because I think once it's done like that, 
you know, it's going to be, he's got a massive, he did have a massive job in his hands. He's now got an even bigger job in his hands to try and win the fans back, which I don't think he'll do. Aye. <clears throat> what, what, ones like this, there's, there's plenty to go everywhere, you know. the uh, For me, the, the performance on the whole, we lacked character. We looked, I, I used the phrase after it, it was it was clueless cowards out there is what it looked like. They didn't, I mean, the tactics, especially in the first half, it seemed to be hump the ball along to Roof and Dessels and win a flick on and try and get in behind them. I mean, that's just at home, you know, like soak them in, soak them in, soak them in, go long. That, that's just not good enough. That is yeah. not good enough. So either that's what Bill set them out to do or the players went out and shot it. Either way, it's cowardice. It's either for the manager or it's for the players or it's for everybody. Um, that that's what it was to me. No, no character, no belief, and just played like clueless cowards. And that that's that's no that's not acceptable. Also, as you touch on though, it's been a shapeless mess all season so far. We yeah. identifies what, what's he trying to do? How do what's your attacking patterns of play? How do we score goals? You, you couldn't. Nobody could tell you because any goals we've scored, they've all been, you know, like either moments of genius or. Or a, or a mistake by the opposition, or whatever. It's been like it's been the odd, it's been a flash here or there. That it's not been continual, repeated a, a, attacking patterns of play. You know, like we, you could tell with Gio, you could tell with Gerard, whatever. But you can't, you can't tell this build team. So there's a there's a mixture of blame. Obviously, coaching staff and manager take ultimate responsibility for what happens on the pitch, and the players have, you know, like some of them the day in particular. Have, Shown to be a shadow of themselves. I don't know that they can be looking at themselves in the mirror and go, oh, "I did my best today." They tried hard, but did they do their best? That's a different thing, you know. Like there's there's quality required. It's not just going out there and running about. You and I could do that. You could pick eleven people at the at the stadium, and everybody would go and knock their pan in and run about. But it doesn't mean they're good enough to play for Rangers. Um, yep. So it's it's not enough. It's 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 the minimum, but it's it's not enough. Um, but then also. You then look to if we start to question has Bill the right appointment? Has this been the right business? Has Bill doing all the being the scout, being the director of football, doing all the signings? Has all that been right? Well, you need to also include the board having some responsibility because this guy who's had 20 games of football management before stepping in the door at Rangers is now in charge of the whole football department, as far as you can tell, right? Because this summer anyway, he's he's been it. He's been Walter Smith and Sir Alex Ferguson in the 80s where everything's been on him he's been in control of everything more so probably than like Gerard and all that and and this guy's got no experience whatsoever so we need to question why have we allowed that to happen yeah that's a really good that's a really good point you make Keith um, as well you know how we let this happen again I mean is it the board too busy I've seen a couple of things on social media are the board too busy trying to bring in revenue, you know, try to build a museum, try to build Edmondson House rather than looking at what's happening on the football pitch because we are a we're a foot we are a business, but we're a football club first and foremost, who matter to a fucking hell of a lot of people out there. Um, you know, you can see you can see what it means to people um as well. So are, are they taking their eye off the football side of things and try to bring in more money, you know, revenue wise for other things because um I I think it's glaringly obvious that the the ball's been taken off the I think that he's been taken off um the football side of things, definitely. 
here for letting, like you said, someone be over. I said, I've got a massive amount of respect for Michael Beale. And I thought that he was, he was my choice to come in once they got rid of Gio. And I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good appointment. I thought he was going to do well in it. I was well, hoping and praying he was going to do well in it. But it just doesn't, it's, there's something fundamental wrong here. Aye, as you know, at the time, I, I'm more hoping. I was, I was never, never been sold on Bill yet. And it's just an experience, you know, like, Another thing is, we you you know like we, we know each other's employment background, and how many times have you seen somebody, and let's let's take a sales role for example, and they are brilliant at it, right? They're selling whatever it is, they're selling they're selling pies, right? Doesn't matter what it is, and then you go, do you know what? You're so good at it. It's time you got promoted, and now you're you're a manager. It's a totally different set of skills. Just because you know how to make and sell a pie doesn't mean you can manage people and motivate them to make pies. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it, it doesn't take any industry you want. It happens the world over. People do well in a job. Oh well, then you know rather than say here's your reward. You know what, Derek? You're a brilliant salesman, mate. So we value you. We're going to get an extra five grand. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome. Companies never do that. They go, you know what, Dale? You're brilliant at what you do. So in order to you not know, lose you, we're going to promote you and give you more money. Um, and more responsibility. And then you go into something that you don't like, you're not good at, it's not a good fit for your skills, all that stuff. It, it, it's it's apples and oranges. Just because it's football doesn't make it any different. You're still, just because you're a, an amazing coach, and you might be the best coach in the world, doesn't mean you're a good football manager. It's yeah. totally different set of skills. Um, and where's the inspiration? Where's the leadership? The team comes out today, they didn't perform like somebody just giving them a rousing speech in there and they come out with a battle fever on, as the fans would say it, or previous managers or whatever. You know, that that wasn't that 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 didn't come across. So I'm I'm I've never been convinced that he was cut out to be a top football manager. And that's why I didn't want to give him a job was didn't want another experiment. Let's go with somebody that's proven. Um and he's not proven. And so far he's proven nothing. Yep. Yep, you're right, because if you look at every major big game that he's been in, he's been he's, he's been in charge of of beat other than Celtic um, at the end of last season where they already won the league. You know, I would say the only big one is Sovetaway. Sovetaway is the only big one for me. Other than that, like I said, but we beat off them in the semi-final, beating the final off them, beat today off them. Again, which is probably, like I said, the biggest opportunity that we've had to... We could have went top of the league today um, and, you know, put, put on the ascendancy, you know, for the for ahead. Now we've got two weeks of you know, waiting and see, seeing how they're going to perform in two weeks' time because now we've got an international break. But that's just... And as we said the other night, that, that, this, could, this could and should be them going, is Rogers the right man? Yep. He's got two weeks now to prove it because if he doesn't shake things up, he's on a sugary peg, he's under a lot of pressure. But now the, that, that, the pressure's off. That, that was the opportunity. It, it, you know, I mean, there was so much... Um, so much to gain from a win here today. Bill needed to find a way to get those players motivated and just get it done, get it over the line by hook or by crook. We could have went out and played like that and scored the other way and we'd still be going, you know what, we need to up our game big time. But they'd have more of a problem than we've got. And yeah. they're probably still saying the same because like, they were dug me. I mean, that was a terrible game of football all round, as we've already said. So if you're in their camp, you're going, God, we're going to need to get a lot better over this break because that still wasn't great. But it's it's a totally different thing. It's a totally different thing because four games in them are four four points behind. That's yep. that is tragic. Um, yep. And against this team that 
as we've already said, they're dug, mate. They're in a really bad, really bad form. Now, I'm not saying they are and they will be all season. I'm just saying right now where they are and form-wise and confidence, they, they were so so there for the taking. Bill had to find a way and he's not. And as you say, his big game record is terrible. His, his uh, style and all that. And I mean, this is a guy that's meant to be a master tactician. Yep. There's a clue what he's doing. No, I don't think he's got a clue what he's doing, Keith, because this, like, like you're saying about the tactics there, this narrow formation that he's playing and he's, you know, determined to play it isn't working for for our, for our team, for our players, for for everything. You know, it's so narrow and we're relying on two ageing fullbacks and Tav, who seems to have lost a wee bit of something, I think, in Aye. terms of going forward. You know, like, let's not forget, Tav has played fucking mountain of games for Rangers over the last couple of years. He's been Aye, he's a machine. there he's, and he's been, been a up machine. and down. And, Aye. you know, if, if, if you hammer a machine like that all those years, it does start breaking down. And uh, you, you can see that's happening with him. You know, he is getting older. We do have an ageing backline in there as well. We've got Goldson, who is now picking up. Does he look the same, doesn't he? No, Goldson no. doesn't look the same guy. And sometimes a day... He, he made a couple of, like, there was two two blocks inside 10 seconds that were tremendous yeah. um, and should have been, should, they should have scored. I think first one, he pretty much closed off the line, but he still doesn't look himself. He looks like he's lost a yard. He's lost something the same as Tav has. I think you're, yeah. you're totally right, mate. So, so try to get the two. And then also we'll get Barisic, another wing when he's fit, who is also getting older. Mm-hmm. Bombing up and down that wing as well is nobody's, you know. It does it does take a wear on the team, and we're obviously trying. He's trying to change it by obviously we're seeing Ridvan, we're seeing Sterling in here, but Sterling's not an attacking fullback. Ridvan is fair enough, but um, Ridvan's been riddled with injuries, which is, seems to be a common occurrence with us when we sign anybody. But um, you know, it's not it's it's not working. Again, if we had someone out there to support them. You know, and you know, allow them to run up and you know, have have a support there like they did have last season when it was Sakala and Kent out there. You know, sort of helping them and you know, supporting they were they were supporting them, not being the main attacking threat out there. It's just it's, I I don't think this narrow system's working. I don't like I don't like it. I don't like watching it when it's on the park, particularly with us, um, and it just doesn't seem to work. You know the. The spaces that we are giving away is criminal. Um, and you can also see that today with the amount of space that they had in the middle of the park, like you mentioned. It is absolutely criminal, I think, what he's doing. So, my, my next question, sorry, on you go, Keith, before no, I... No, no, just, just something you said that gave, gave me food for thought, is, <clears throat> let's say, best case scenario here, this clicks, right? Over the international break, it clicks and we start winning games. You, you touch on something that, I, I suppose, has they... I hadn't really thought about it, but now you've said it out loud, it is something that has been worrying me, and just kind of subconsciously, it's probably still going to be boring and dross, you know, like, because any when you see wee glimpses of it working, very rarely is it free-flowing and sexy football. I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if that's what you're meaning, but that, that's yeah. just what came to my mind there, is that even if this does start to work, it's probably going to be crap. Yes, it's going to be boring, Football, it's not going to be exciting, you know. How many, how many glorious wingers have we seen? Not only in our lifetime, but when you see videos, you know, I was lucky enough to see David Cooper playing for Rangers. You know, you've seen him, you've seen Loudrop, 
you know, we've seen, we've seen guys like that who we had it. Guys like Neil Mc, even Neil McCann more recently as well, and Aye. then obviously for his downfalls as well. Ryan Kent did have a couple of good seasons te- te- terrorising down that line as well. Just four names here that just came out my, my, my mind there. Now we don't have anybody. The only winger that we've got is Rabbi Matondo, um, who has came on. Fair play to him. You know, he's, 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 he's starting to prove people wrong, but there is bits of him in there that sort of reverts back to Rowan, but there isn't anybody else in there, a winger, who can get the crowd on their feet. I don't think there's anybody in that team currently right now, other than Cantwell, who would get people on their feet. Um, no, I, I think, as you say, I mean, even the day Matondo's performance said to me, he's still not ready to be a starter. Yeah. Especially in big games. So, I, I would argue we don't really have any. Um, I think, if, funnily enough, if you do the old Livy tactics, that might work. You bring Matondo and Seema on and you run at them late. We, we, we might have actually got joy, but obviously we, we took Matondo off. So, um, you know, like, I think we, you're right. We don't really have anybody. The, the best you're going to get is maybe Cantwell, but even then, it, it's it's not that style of play, you know. It, yeah. it's, it's really not. Or the odd moment a Magic could have. As much as you're, you're right, you know, he's, he's he's lost a yard and he's not the same player that he was a couple of seasons ago. He still does have wee moments of Magic in him. But apart from that, there's nobody shown anything, man. Yeah. There's nothing out there which is... Like like I said, we've been lucky enough to see guys who brungish their feet. Even even Morelos p- put the fans on their feet. You know, um, you know, a couple of years ago, even you know some of the stuff he done. There's no one in that team now that that other than like I would say maybe Cantwell that you know gives me uh, you know butterflies in my stomach. Oh, he can he, he can he can turn this on a sixpence and turn the game on a sixpence and do something. Ah yeah, he's your match winners. Yeah. There's names out there that I don't think is a match winner in that team, which is which is massively worrying. You know, like I said, Tav, like I like I did say, you know, he, he maybe has lost a step, but he has pulled us out of holes, and he's still doing it this season. He's still pulling us out of holes, um, as well. But we can he keep relying on an aging right back? I think that's what I'm maybe getting at. As oh, well. we've much. relied on we've relied on him far too much. Pressures on him big time, um, in there, and it's just I. It's just, I don't think it's very, you know, the pressure is on him and he is taking it and um, I don't think it's very fair. But my, my next question for you, Keith, is um, where do we go from here? You know, do you see, obviously we've heard people, I've heard a couple of people today calling for calling for his head, which I don't think will happen. They're talking about Bill, sorry, talking, calling for Bill's head, which I don't oh, yeah. think will happen. Um, you know, but I think he has lost, he has lost the crowd, which is, very, very difficult, if not near impossible, to get back when you're a Rangers supporter, when you're a Rangers manager. Um, but where do we go from here? The thing is, if he, if he does go, who the fuck do we bring in? You know, he's made all these play, he's made all these signings, he's got all these players in. Um, where do we go for? Where do we go for here? You know, obviously, <clears> I think, I think personally, we keep him, and it's just going to turn into. I think it's going to turn into a jail situation where we will the league by Christmas. And it's just going to be another fucking damp squid of a season, you know. Obviously, we've got through Celtic getting put in the league cup gives us an advantage, but that's nothing compared to the league. We want, we need the league. So where do we, where do you think we go for here? Um, well, I suppose where do I think we go? Is, is what you say. I mean, he's not getting sacked. He's, no. he's, um, 
he's been given the money and the power to do a, a massive overhaul in the summer. He'll point to um, you know nine players, whole new, whole new thing, and some of them came in quite late. We've not really had a chance to train because we've been you know game, 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 nine games inside you know four or five weeks or whatever. Celtic, this was a fourth game or fifth game or whatever. You know, we've had four extra games. So he'll point to he'll point to things like that and say, I need time on the training pitch. I need time for these guys to form relationships, for them to get what I'm what what we want to do here. It will click. He'll point to Ange and say, Well, what, what happened there? It, you know, it took them to Christmas to click, yada, yada, yada. He'll get time. He's not going anywhere. Um and the board will think we we'll put all that money in and what's it going to take to get rid of him and all his staff and then what happens to all these asset players we've just got well you know you bring a new guy and in January slash the summer you know rinse and repeat as you, as you touch on nine bodies out all these guys are gone and then you're getting nine bodies in again and how sustainable is that financially yeah. and what happens if that guy doesn't take how long are you going to give him do you only give him a month of course you don't you need to give him so he's not going anywhere um, but as you say it's it's a case where he's he's lost massive uh, swathes of the fan base. Probably everybody, almost. I, I don't know anybody that's that's saying I still believe in him. Put it that way. There's some people that are like, oh, you can't sack him just yet or whatever." But that's as good as you're getting. As I can't really make a case for him, but it feels like it's a bit soon, and we can't really afford to get rid of him, so we're stuck with him. That's pretty much as, as good a positive as as I've heard today. And some of that was the past week, you know, or the, whatever. I mean, people have been sceptical before the day. The, the day was the, was a final nail. It wasn't, a, you know, zero to 60. Um, yeah. So he's lost the fan base. That's really tough to recover. He needs to need to go on a good run after international, basically between now and... He, he needs to do... He needs to do three things between now and Christmas, as mad as, mad as that's going to sound. He's go, he needs to win the League Cup, non-negotiable. He needs to needs to get dignity in Europe because between last season and then the pumping off PSV, we're, we're, we're lacking that. So he's got to he's got to restore some dignity in Europe um, and get out of that group. Ideally win it, but get out of that group with dignity. Whether that's finishing third, but it's all close and it's good performances and whatever. Don't know exactly what that looks like, but we've got to re- restore some of our name and credibility in, in Europe and make people want to come. Because right now you're thinking... I don't know if I want to go to Ibrox and watch he's got pumped half betters. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It, that, it's that. So he's got to do that and then he's got to get closer to Celtic um, and ideally beat them at Sharkhead, which is going to be a bit, a bit of an ask when any of your fans in there probably, but he's got to get closer. He's got to land a glove on them um, and prove he can win a big game against them because so far, as you said earlier, he's not really... I mean, he's beat them, yes, but it was a dead rubber when... They took guys out because you should go and get surgery, and they weren't the arsed, you know. Like, no. there, there's never a small game, all old firms are big games, but it was one where they were like, we'll give them one, we don't really care, yeah. you know. What I mean, so he's got to he's got to go and do that for me. That That's it, that's it. He's got to stay with them in the league, get closer, and ideally beat them uh, at Sharkhead. If he could do all of that, then it's a start, but if he fails in any of that, it's just going to, I mean, if, he, if it's like you say, you end up out of the league before Christmas, then regardless of winning the League Cup and how he's doing in Europe, the fans are just going to get worse and worse and worse. And it's a geo situation where it just gets more and more toxic and it forces the board's hand 
and they need to do something. Yeah, the other two, the other two, man, the other two managers beforehand had credit in the bank. You know, Gerard for the personality that he is um, had had that in the bank. People were willing to give him that time, and we did give him that time, and then he turned around and we won the league. Gio had that in the bank from being an ex-player plus getting to stay Seville, beating them in the Scottish Cup. You know, things like that in there as well. But I uh, won big games. Yeah. Bill doesn't have any of that, you know. No. For, for what we've seen so far, he came in. He had he had that six months at the end of last season, basically to come in and you know keep us in a respectable position and try and win a cup. And he couldn't, you know, couldn't do that. We could beat the final, which was his fault because of the way that we. I wholly blame him for that cup final, the, the cup final, because he started Lindstrom and Kamara in the middle of the park rather than uh, Cantwell and Raskin. I think if we had them in there, that's a different game. Semi final, you know, fair and you know, it was a, it was anybody's game that, and obviously they came out, they came out on top with it. But it's a, there hasn't been any games like you said, maybe the Servettes game, that's been, you know, a massive game that we needed to win to get to give some money or some credit in the bank or anything against them, and that's the only game that you can see as the only game that's you know has been something that mattered. That he's been able to win. Other than that, it hasn't. So, and I mean, even then, we we, we drew the game, but we get through the tie. So, no, yeah. that, that that's what I meant by that was yeah, we're yeah, one yeah, 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 yeah. one 0 down at half time. It, 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 that brings it to two two. Could go either way. We should have put them in bed in the first leg. There's you know there's a bit to manage there. And to his credit, we came out the second half. We played well. We scored early. We should have scored more. We bossed it. It was the best half. Um. You know, well, probably the first half and in, in, in the first leg was pretty good to be fair. But you know, I mean, it, it, it was it was good. Um, it was certainly better than the, the the two halves that came before it. Um, so you know, credit to him there. He's done something. Five million, all that stuff that we know. But apart from that, I, I I don't I don't think he's done anything that you could hang your hat on. And even that's getting you know arguably a bit generous. Yeah, yeah. So does. Huge pressure on him. Huge pressure on him now, even more than more than what there was before after today. And the manner of the defeat and the way that we played and Aye. everything. It, it, it's just it's I, think, I, think, I think today's just a combination of you know obviously being a terrible start to the season and you know all these new signings. It was supposed to be a major overhaul, yet half of them can't even get in the team. You know, Aye. but we're Crazy still relying enough. on we're still relying on players who. You know who won the league for us under Gerard fucking three years, three, three, four years ago. Still in the team. Um, aye, it's just totally unacceptable. That's. It. I mean, if you go through the if you go through the areas of the pitch, Butland is 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 a is an upgrade on our goalie situation last season. Yes. Um, fair enough. You go the back. The defense is exactly the same. So that's not great because it was it was sugly last season to say the to say the least. Um, it's it's not any different. No. Midfield has got worse. I think this this season's midfield looks lost. Boys don't know where they're going, what they're doing. Maybe it's the the, the formation. Are they marking the midfielder? Or should they be going out marking fullbacks? Where where should they be when they don't know? Um, and then up front, God, the the less said the better. So the areas of the pitch, it's it is not looking good. There's a there's a lot of work to do. Um, so. And man, massive pressure on them, as you're saying. Anybody saying otherwise doesn't doesn't get the doesn't get what it means to be a Rangers manager. I, I don't know. I, I've not watched Sky Sports, so I've obviously been at the game. But um, I've seen 
you know, some chat online about uh, being a debate. Is, is he under pressure? He's under massive amounts of pressure. And maybe, as we've been talking about, maybe it's, it's, it's so much already that there's no coming back for it in terms of the fans anyway, although we don't expect the board to act. No, no, I, I don't I don't see the board sacking or anything like that. No. Um, based on based on this, because obviously we've put all, a lot of faith in him and, you know, he needs he needs time, but, you know, the pressure is, the pressure is on and it's on big time because he's not producing, the, the, the players aren't producing, the fans are producing by turning up every week and singing their hearts out and cheering the team on, but there is only so much that you can take of that to see, you know, the shite that's getting displayed on the park that turns around now and I think that's why you know, you play your biggest rivals, and you play like that, and a and a home and a home and a home park and a home game. You know, playing counter attacking football when you're at home is just totally unacceptable for me, regardless of the position. No, totally. I think he. Uh, it's as, it's as simple as he needs to go away and, and fix everything that we've been talking about. So unless we come back with an identity, passion, intensity, and a bunch of players that get it are right up for it and are going full bloodied getting after it and, you know, representing the, the badge as as we expect. But right now, he looks like a man at his death and, like, he's rent and recruited players that, that the badge is too heavy for. Yeah. And he needs, to turn that, he needs to find a way to turn that around. Um, otherwise, like you say, he's, we're going to be up shit street and in for another long, hard season. Real yep. long drudgery. Uh, I'll wait, so if that doesn't get addressed. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Well, mate, I think that's a that's probably a good place to call it for the night. Um, I would like to say that I'm feeling better, but I would be lying to you, and I don't like my <laughs> pal. So, um, <laughs> I'd like to say that. But as always, mate, it's always a it's always nice. It's always good speaking to you. Um, like I say, just just horrible circumstances, I guess. Aye, aye. And normally, I, I kind of hate the international breaks, but. I think it's maybe not a bad thing if it was a game at Ibrox on Wednesday, I probably wouldn't be gone in this mood. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe the break will do is good and yeah. We'll find other so. things to talk about. Yes, exactly. Let's say me and Keith will be back during the international break to to discuss all things. Yeah, pod in the rugby world cup. <laughs> I think I think I might need to do something like that. Cheer us up. Is there any tiddly wings competitions or anything like that we can watch to try? Wood chopping. Um, When's the wood chopping world championships? Oh, Can you get back well, into the wood chopping? I, I get back into that. I night that was watching the wood chopping and back up in my house that day. Um, <laughs> uh, me and Keith got involved and in we ended up getting a couple of beers in my house one time and ended up watching wood chopping and we get quite into it. So oh, it was I, a big uh, Norway, Canada derby. I know you wood chopping the aficionados out there. We'll know what that means. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, me and Keith, me and Keith will be back... Uh, me and Keith will be back next week to discuss um, something about Rangers. Hopefully, we've calmed down by then. Until then, enjoy the international break and enjoy here. Maybe no enjoy, but you'll hear all the crap coming out in the next couple of days about Rangers. But thank you for listening, guys. Um, let's say me and Keith will be back uh, next week. Cheers, Keith. Cheers, mate.